Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. <clears throat> if you're listening to this next installment, I am continuing my FBS College Football Breakdown Series, uh, continuing to break down all 133 FBS College Football programs. In this segment, I will be continuing with the Houston Cougars, who went 8-5 and five last year, 5-3 and three in the AAC. Uh, kind of regressed a little bit. Um, went from having one of the best defenses in the country uh, in 2021 to they they lost a good amount from that team to the NFL uh, to then being in the bottom third in a lot of defensive categories um, last season. So a lot of changes going to be made on that side of the ball. They, of course, lose uh, four-year starter Clayton Toon at quarterback along with record-setting wide receiver Nathaniel Dell. Uh, but still, offensively, they will be plenty good enough, as would be ex- as would be expected under head coach Dana Holgerson. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into the Houston Cougars making the jump to the Big 12. Uh, they play at TDECU Stadium, also known as the Cage. Seats about f- seats 40,000 fans. Uh, a beautiful venue um, that that hasn't been around very long, opened in 2014, one of the newer stadiums in college football. There's a beautiful venue, like I said. It also plays host to the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL, so a stadium that's gotten a little more play um, from a national stage recently. Um, but uh, just, I think it's only a matter of time before uh, this stadium could potentially be expanded um, with the move to the Big 12 and just in the market that they're in, I think it's it's just a matter of time before it gets even bigger than what it is now. Um, looking at a coach on the rise within the program, I'm going with associate head coach, defensive coordinator Doug Belk, who is a young uh, defensive coordinator. Um, began his coaching career at D2 Valdosta State, one of the best programs in the country in 2011 as a defensive assistant special teams coach then in 2012-13 got bumped up to the secondary coach Um, 2014 through 16 became a grad assistant cornerbacks coach at Alabama and then rose up again uh, 17-18 as a cornerbacks coach at West Virginia then has been at Houston since 2019 Uh, served as the co-defensive coordinator safeties coach 2020 got bumped up to uh, associate head coach co-DC safeties coach and then uh, 2021 had the uh, code DC tag removed and uh, served as the DC safeties coach, associate head coach. And now, of course, is the associate head coach, defensive coordinator. And I think it's only a matter of time before Coach Belk gets his opportunity at a head coaching job. He has proven very quickly that he is a great football coach and a fantastic recruiter at that as well. Um, I think once you once you have that tag of working at Alabama and Nick Saban, you tend to rise through the ranks a little quicker. But you got to give him the credit, too, for what he's been able to do as a coach, has done an amazing job. Obviously, in 2021, they had that amazing defense um, with some really, really good players that moved on to the NFL, regressed a bit last year. But I think they're going to improve a good amount this year. And we'll get to that in the breakdown uh, position-wise because they have some really, really talented pieces coming in that he was able to bring into this unit. Uh, So 
looking diving into the schedule now. They open up against UTSA, very very tough opener. Uh, they go to Rice, a crosstown rival, and then uh, they play TCU, uh, a late night uh, primetime game on Fox. Their first Big 12 game uh, on Fox. That'll be huge for them. Then they get Sam Houston. They go to Texas Tech. They play West Virginia on a Thursday night. Then they get Texas at Kansas State, at Baylor, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and at UCF. Uh, schedule sets up fairly well from the perspective of getting some big home games against the likes of TCU, Texas, uh, Oklahoma State. Um, so so big opportunities there, along with UTSA, I might add. Um, so, th so things set up pretty well there for them when it comes to the home slate. Um, definitely... I think we can all agree that this is one of the programs entering the Big 12 that has an opportunity to rise quickly if they if they get things right. Um, looking now, position by position breakdown offensively, uh, the quarterback position should belong to Texas Tech transfer Donovan Smith. Uh, his addition is big with the loss of Clayton Toon, but also because of his experience in the Big 12. He's Started eight games, played in 21 games. So, I mean, he's played in a bunch of games in the Big 12. He just needs to stay healthy uh, because that has been a concern the past two seasons. And I feel like if he would have stayed healthy, he would still be the starting quarterback at Texas Tech. Uh, but I think he's a perfect fit in this system. I think Holgerson and company can really develop him into something special as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, the running back room returns uh, Stacy Sneed, who averaged 6.6 .6 yards per carry last season, eye-popping numbers, and then Brandon Campbell. Uh, the, the surprise transfer of Alton McCaskill, the fourth, who uh, was coming off an ACL surgery, he's now off to Colorado, led to the Cougars uh, needing to find somebody, and they found it pretty quickly, getting former West Virginia starter Tony Mathis. Uh, the addition of Mathis gives this group a really nice trio, Mathis, Mathis Sneed, and Campbell form a really good group there. Uh, Sneed would be obviously the the big play, quick yardage guy, where Mathis would be the every down back. And Campbell gives you a little bit of both, but uh, a really good group there. Uh, the receiving core returns some really, really good players and and wide receivers, Matthew Golden, uh, Joseph Manjack the fourth, and Sam Brown. All three of those guys <clears throat> get it can get it done on the field. But then they also brought in some really good additions in tight end Michael Laughlin from West Virginia, and then wide receiver Steven Johnson from Oklahoma State and Joshua Cobbs from Wyoming. Big-time additions there. And then look out for four-star true freshman wide receivers, Michael Harrison Pilot and Jonah Wilson, two of the highest-ranked recruits in program history. Uh, with that jump up to the Big 12 now, uh, this offense has already been getting really talented wide receivers. Now it's going to be even more impressive to see the likes of some of the guys that they're going to bring in in there for that offense. Uh, the offensive line is anchored by future pro left tackle Patrick Paul. He's already on NFL uh, scouts radars. Then left guard uh, Tyler Johnson and center Jack Freeman also return. Then the additions of tackles Shamar Hobdi Lee from FIU. Uh, Jalen Garth from Texas, and then guard Peyton Dunn from ULM are massive for that unit as they got to just get that 
unit to gel together. But when you have the left tackle that they have and Patrick Paul, you already have a great foundation. Now shifting to the defense, the defensive line has a lot to replace from a pass rush perspective last season as, as they lose multi, as they lose a couple guys to the pros, but they have some really good pieces to do so. Defensive ends, uh, Nelson Caesar, Zakia Strong, David Ugawabu from Oklahoma, who's shifting from a linebacker position there, uh, Nadeem Tucker, and then Brandon Mack coming in from Ole Miss will provide a spark. And then nose guard Chidize Nuwagwu doesn't get enough credit for the double teams that he draws and how well he fought, fights them off. I, I think there, there's some who might say that this defensive line is going to take a step back because of the players that they lost. But I think, especially with the addition of David Uwabu from Oklahoma, this, this unit is going to be really, really strong. Uh, the linebacking core returns Malik Robinson, Jamarcus Cheeks, Jamal Morris, and Hassan Highpolite. And then the additions of Ish Harris from Texas A&M and Aubrey Smith from Colorado give this group quality depth. They tend to only play two linebackers at a time. But these, these six guys give them a really good group of guys that you can rotate and keep fresh throughout the game. And then the secondary returns, cornerback Jalen Emery and Alex Hogan. Hogan missed the last seven games of last season after leading the nation with 10 pass breakups through the first five games last season. Uh, he was playing at, a, at an amazing level um, to begin last season, and, and him coming back is really going to help this unit. Uh, grow the additions of cornerbacks Latrell McCutcheon from USC, Malik Fleming from East Carolina, Brian George from Texas A&M, and Isaiah Hamilton from Texas Southern are absolutely huge. And then they add freshman All-American safety Adore Holshi from New Mexico. Just an absolutely amazing haul brought in to the secondary. Not only are you returning Alex Hogan, who was on who was on an elite level last year when it comes to breaking up passes. But you're adding some really, really talented corners and a freshman All-American at safety. The secondary could take off just as long as they can get it to gel and come together. I'm a firm believer that that's, that this Houston Cougar defense can return to that 2021 form that we saw when they were an elite group. And I really think that it could happen again. Uh, looking at special teams now, punter Lane Wilkins is a consistent player who gets who gets the job done. Then kicking will likely belong to Alabama transfer Jack Martin, but he only has one field goal attempt in his college career. So now looking final analysis is my opinion on the Houston Cougars. The Cougars face 10 bowl teams from the 2022 season, so the schedule is tough. Uh, without a doubt, um, you look at it, there's games on there where like, man, it's going to be it's going to be a tough schedule but this is a team where the pieces are there and we all I think we all understand that Houston is a place where they can have success in the Big 12 and there's going to be pressure to do it um, from from across the board and, and we'll learn if this sleeping giant can become just that if they can become a giant we we've seen in the past in their time in uh, the AAC them rise to the occasion of being one of those special G5 programs. Uh, but now, now with the bump up to the Big 12, I think we're all going to learn quickly um, what this program can do.
And, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that teams 5 through 13 in the Big 12 this year could finish in any variance of order. And, and I think there there is a definite possibility that Houston finishes in that top half of the Big 12 this year. I think they're that they can be that good. Offensively, they're going to be really talented as long as Donovan Smith can stay healthy at quarterback. And I think the defense makes the jump back to where where they were in 2021, even with playing the tough schedule that they're playing. I, I look at their schedule, and I, I really think if they can get off to a good start, be if they're able to beat UTSA again and then go to Rice and win that game, then you play TCU in your Big 12 home opener. It's going to be a huge atmosphere uh, primetime game on Fox. I think there there's a possibility for this team to get rolling if they can get things clicking. And I really think they can. I think this team could be a sleeper in the Big 12. I'm not saying that they're, that they're a sleeper to win the Big 12. I think this is a program that has a real opportunity to finish in that top half and kind of surprise some people because I think a lot of people are thinking that all the newcomers – uh, don't really have much of a chance in the Big 12 race. But I think the Houston Cougars, when you look at them, have, have an opportunity. They really, really have an opportunity to do something if they can get things going in the right direction, get everything to click the way I think that they could. So hope you enjoyed this breakdown. I love doing these. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. Um, please uh, like, subscribe, if you ever listen to the podcast. Give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.